Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. 46% of Americans expect to leave behind financial obligations when they pass away. So it's crucial to make sure your family is financially protected. Policy Genius helps you find the right life insurance coverage by comparing options from America's top insurers with help from licensed, award-winning agents. Secure your financial future with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get free life insurance quotes in just a few clicks. That's policygenius.com. Hey, this is Tyler Jones, and you're listening to another Big Buck Breakdown from the Element Podcast. What's happening, all my woods people? Today is a nasty day here in Texas. Casey and I are probably a little bit glum to be like here in Texas instead of somewhere else. A little bit? Yeah, a lot, lot of bit. bit. <laughs> a lot of bit. Yeah, you're sitting with pencil and hat, and you have been working. This pencil reminds me of the deer that live in this general area. They <laughs> pencil necks. Pencil I necks. went on a deer drive last night, and I did see a big buck. Um, but I saw some other deer. I'm like, is that the same animal that we saw whenever we were hunting this week? Mm-hmm. It just seems like they're different species, man. They're just so different, man. Different subspecies, right? Um, You're not real much of a fan of subspecies, right? I'm really not. Um, but I think that we we currently reside on the line of um, the Texana subspecies and the Dakota, Dakota subspecies. Yeah. So we'll get a little bit of both where we live, um, which is kind of apparent. But like, I haven't we seen came any from, Dakotas here. No, we came from the heart <laughs> of Dakota country yeah. this past yeah. this past week. Yeah, and I don't know. They apparently are still still rutting, rut raging around here right now. I, was, I went last night. I had the chance to go last night for a little bit, and... Um, there was some rut raging going on around me right directly after you called me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the big buck that I saw actually was very close proximity where Tyler was in his stand. And we were trying to make a play on that deer after I gained some MRI, like yeah. very MRI. <laughs> the most uh, MRI. The mostest MRI. <laughs> uh, but uh, just kind of ran out of daylight. But it was a good evening, apparently. Yeah. You saw some deer and stuff. So that's good. Yeah, there was a really big buck, uh, like a hundred yards from my property line that I was hunting, even though I was like 300 yards from mm-hmm. that property line. Yeah. And, um, 
so I was going to get down and he was like, you should go rattle on the, on the property line. He probably will hear you and come. And, and, uh, I started getting my stuff packed up and then all of a sudden, like hadn't seen anything all afternoon, all of a sudden deer just start pouring out and it's <laughs> five does and a little buck chasing around and the buck was going nuts, man. And, uh, I was just like, man, should I spook them? They're right in the way. And I ended up going down there and spooking them. And I took my flashlight and just, like, tried to blind them, you know? Spook them. I don't know. Isn't that a Sasquatch? It is. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a spook them. Spook them, spook them. Oh, but man. Uh, anyway, yeah, so by the time I really, it was it was just like a, I pretty much, like, did the worst thing for both types of my hunt, that, like, both options of my hunt that mm, I had going on. So. Good. But it was okay because... I guess what am I, by getting down eventually, like I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to get there in time, but I'm already like halfway packed. I should just get down and not bust the big buck and the does yeah, that he's following sure. and let them come to my property. Get hopefully. your truck before they get there kind of yeah. thing. So, yeah. um, anyway, that's kind of the thing that happened last night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm yet to have success still, but, uh, the guy we're talking to today has had much success, including a more recent big buck that he has taken uh but the one that we're talking about today is first, actually first time for the element podcast for big buck breakdowns that's here, right a mule deer a mule deer big big mule deer and so chris b he's been on the podcast before we had a lot of fun with chris talking archery equipment and uh strategy and you know tactics or whatever you want to call it how to shoot your bow better and uh now we get to talk about shooting big bucks which everybody likes Woo-hoo! so pretty yeah. excited about that but uh um, before we get to that, we have chosen some winners mm-hmm. for the Onyx Premium Annual Membership. That's right. Um, and we're not going to say them on here. You have to go to Instagram or Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. We decided to do uh, both platforms, and so if you go to Instagram or Facebook, you can figure out who won. We will make uh, we will have made a post by the time this airs, and uh, you can see if you're the winner. And congrats if you are. Um, also, what else? Be sure that you actually are following us on Instagram Mm -hmm. because this might be one of the coolest giveaways we've done Mm. where you don't have to really do anything. You just have to be a fan to win, right? So if you listen, go follow us on Instagram, and we're going to choose four Instagram followers to receive Premium Onyx annual memberships. Yeah, so pretty cool deal. Just all you got to do is follow. Um, What else? Anything else happening? You're going hunting. I'm going That's hunting good. tonight, dude. I'm hype right now because <laughs> cold front just rolled through today and the temperature is falling. Yeah. But our spirits are lifting. Dude, it's supposed to have quit raining by now, but it's still raining. I know. I'm going to probably get a touch wet, but yeah. it's not going to be like bad wet. Hey, and uh, by the way, I talk about the weather <laughs> yeah. a lot because I just like, like, I want you guys to know like what we're looking at here. But, um, a lot of times I have noticed that like when we do like a pre-recorded big buck breakdown mm-hmm. or something, it's been done like two weeks ago and it's not raining in the big buck breakdown. I'm pretty and... sure it's a sweaty, nasty night when we talk to Chris. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Cause like sometimes I'll be like, man, it's beautiful weather here today. And then like, you know, I'll be like talking to the guy on the phone and he'll be like, well, what's going on fellas? And I'm like, Oh, it's actually really nasty here right now. And people are probably like, what is this dude on right now? But anyway, uh, I guess let's get to Chris. You yeah, do that? Let's do it. Cool. All right. So now on the phone, we have Chris B from the B season. What's happening, brother? Not so much. How are you guys doing? <sighs> doing all right. Doing pretty good. I'm ready to get in the stand this afternoon. Uh, so I'm just kind of like sitting here itching. Uh, Casey went this morning and 
And so it's just that time of year where you try to get in the stand like every day if you can, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely hammer down. It's uh, the ruts here in Michigan. So is it next? Yeah, we uh, we went hunting. Uh, me and Travis Johnson yesterday morning. He had a shooter right at twenty yards, um, but it just came through too quick, and he mm. grunted at it to stop three times, and it was chasing the doe, and it just didn't work. Man, yeah. just keyed up. That's like one of my like. I'm not gonna say worst fears, but I have anxiety about the idea of having a shooter like at close range and just not being able to get a shot. It just, just sounds terrible. So tell Travis, I'm sorry that it happened to him. Yeah, it's one of the worst feelings because you're like, oh my gosh, it was right there. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man. So you got any uh, like 12 year old bucks that you're you're waiting on this year up there? 12 in Michigan? year old bucks. <laughs> yeah, it seems like cow. seems like you've always got like an some old gnarly there in Michigan that you're targeting. Uh, there's no really old ones we got on trail camera. Um, there's a big eight point that'll probably go 130 inches. We call eight the tank. He's just, he's just a stud eight. Um, he's definitely on the list. Um, actually little Cooper's grandpa shot like 130 inch 10 point the other day. Cool. Nice. Off the farm. Um, and then Cooper actually missed. He says it was a 14 pointer, but <laughs> I don't know how he, how he counted all 14 points that quickly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah. lot to count all at once, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll just say it was a big block. Yeah. He missed one the other day at, at uh 35 yards so <sighs> a little little far for him yeah. but um i would probably miss it 35 man <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you i love those 20 yard shots me too man i like them closer than that sometimes <laughs> I've, oh, yeah. I've shot some deer at 15 and that's a that's a good range you don't have to worry about oh, string yeah. jump and all that so nothing yeah yep. yeah it's cool so you have been doing a lot of hunting and you know we follow you on social media and that kind of thing and i noticed that like and this is our first time to ever do one of this species, but mm. you've been like smoking down some mule deer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it seems yeah, like every been, day. I mean, is that like an everyday almost, occurrence? Almost. So we had a, uh, me and Travis, we do this trip. This is our second year now where we hit uh, Wyoming and Nebraska back to back. And uh, we have some property uh, that we can hunt on out in Wyoming and in Nebraska. So it's... um really fortunate to connect with some people on that. So yeah, we headed out to Wyoming, um, a couple of days ago, October, uh, 16th, I believe we left, mm-hmm. drove all night. We drove out there. It was like 21 hours, uh, just alternating driving, Ooh. you know, someone drive for two hours, sleep for two hours, drive for two, like it was rough, Yeah, but we did it. And, um, we hunted in Wyoming for three and a half days and carried the bow around for the whole time, tried some stocks, had some failed stocks, um, but really only one really close opportunity at a mule deer with the bow. Uh, it was at 110 yards, but it winded us and uh, got out of there. <laughs> no, so, I thought yeah. you were saying you took a 110-yard shot, and I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Are we supposed to talk about this? <laughs> yeah, no, no, not, not okay. quite that far. Yeah. Um, but – yeah, so it was gun season also, so yeah. th- that final day, we pulled out the gun and, and did some work with the gun. I ended up shooting a uh, big 4 by 3 uh, which was my biggest mule deer at the time. Cool. Um, real big one. Shot it at 350 yards, 
side of the mountain, dumped them, which was awesome. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, I'm not really a gun hunter, but yeah. you know, when it when it comes time to fill in the tag, you know, I'd rather fill the tag than sure than yeah. not. I'm with you, you know. dude. Yeah. And uh and then Travis and I both shot really good antelope with the gun as well. So we tagged out in Wyoming and then uh we literally jumped in the car at nine o'clock at night and drove to Nebraska and got to Nebraska right at daylight and started hunting again. And uh, we were both <laughs> running on like three hours of sleep. Yeah. Mm. And we hunted all day on Sunday. Um, and we actually saw tons of good bucks. We probably saw three to four really nice shooter bucks, um, all in the caliber of like the one that I shot, uh, which was crazy. It was just perfect timing. Um, we actually, it was kind of weird how I got permission on this piece of property on my YouTube video from last year, my yeah. Nebraska video, some guy commented on it two days before we were leaving the Wyoming. And he said, if you're ever in Nebraska again, let me know. And I will hook you up with some property to hunt. And he, and he left his Instagram handle on it. <laughs> so I replied to him and I said, Hey, if you're serious, let me know shoot me a message and we'll try to figure it out. Cause we're headed back there in a couple of days. So he sent me a message and he's like, Hey, like I'm for real about this. Um, if you guys want to come by, I have, you know, X amount of acres and you know, we have some big deer, send me some trail cam photos, sent me, you know, some deer shot last year. And me and Travis were like out of question. If we can make it work, we're going to swing by. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so that's how we got that. It's just, it was crazy. And Travis and I kept saying, you know, like everything happens for a reason. And, uh, that was kind of the theme of the day. So anyways, back, <laughs> back to first day hunting in Nebraska, saw a bunch of good bucks. Um, and towards the evening, uh, we were driving around in a pasture, just glassing some hillsides and we actually bumped up a really good buck. I mean, I was like, I was shocked when it, when it stood up out of its bed, it was like, Holy cow, that's a stud. And he trotted away with like one other maybe shooter um, and a couple other little bucks. They trotted away and went into the corn like 300 yards away. So as the day was winding down, we kind of reflected on, you know, where that buck was bedded and uh, kind of what it did, how it exited, what the food was around. There's a standing cornfield at the top of the pasture. And the pasture was like a deep cut. Um, and there's like a bunch of little fingers out of it. Um and it's just some awesome terrain. So we remembered where that buck was bedded and we found a vantage point that we were going to sit on that next morning and see if he filtered in, um, and bedded down like in the same area or whatever. So that next morning we went and got on our vantage point right at dark, you know, right at, right at daylight and sat until nine o'clock. Saw a couple little bucks and a couple does and we were actually pretty disappointed and we were like, oh, I wonder if, you know, we bumped them too much or, you know, we were just like super down. Um, and we were both looking off to the left uh, at some does and Travis took his binos down and turned to the right. He's like, holy crap. He's like, that was the buck. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean that was the buck? He's like, the buck just that we saw yesterday just ran down in the pasture exactly where he bedded and like for real, Travis saw him for maybe two seconds. Um, and he shuffled down the hill and into this little cut. 
So we're both cold and now we're shaking because we're just so jacked up. <laughs> yeah. And we know that this buck just bedded in the same exact spot that we saw on the day before. So we had the idea. Um, we were like, okay, we're going to let them bed. We're going to let them, you know, maybe fall asleep. Just let them get comfortable. So we sat there for like 40 minutes just waiting, just fiddling our thumbs and shaking from adrenaline because we knew we were going to have an opportunity at this buck. And uh, when we finally decided, all right, no more deer are around, we think everything's bedded, we got up, and it took us probably 20 minutes to a half hour to walk just 300 yards, just working it real slow. Mm -hmm. And uh, I came up over uh, the top of the cut, it drops way down, it's like Sandy Banks. Um, So it drops way down, and we were thinking that he was going to be bedded right at the base of those banks, and I would have like a 10-yard shot. So I go right to the edge of where he was bedded the day before and there was nothing. And, um, so we're super bummed and, uh, we're like, I don't know really what to do. So Travis was like, well, just walk, walk the rest of the cut. And, uh, it kind of goes up towards this little road. Um, so I'm just walking it real slow and, um, looking down and I see a doe and I'm like, okay, well, there was a doe that was with him and those are the only two deer. So he's got to be right next to her, you know, within, 10 yards I was figuring so I'm just watching the doe um not moving at all just watching her looking around seeing if there's anything else and the doe actually looks up at me because I'm skylined I'm like in a terrible position <laughs> looks up at me and I'm just frozen I'm like oh like this is it we're done looks up at me for like a good minute and then finally she gave up and kept looking around um, but that actually got her to stand up and reposition a little bit and when she stood up the buck i ended up shooting stood up next to her in a cedar bush and all i could see was his rack and i was like i was like that's him he's right there and my heart just started going crazy (laughs) (laughs) like nothing like you know like some hardcore buck buck fever yeah and um and so i like didn't even signal to travis travis was behind me filming he just knew that it was about to happen. So I like clipped on my release and everything and it took about a minute, but, um, he was just kind of just stood up licking himself off and he starts walking towards the doe. When he starts walking towards the doe, I draw back and, um, he stops right behind this little branch and, uh, I was at full draw for like 20 seconds. Then I was like, I'm just going to shoot him right here. So I took like two steps forward shot him at like 16 yards oh the deer takes off running up this side hill right in front of me at 50 yards does a big loop and dies down this big ravine falls down this ravine pretty much at the base of my feet at 20 yards wow oh my goodness so the whole thing was just like picture perfect adrenaline rush (laughs) Man. Just like so awesome. Uh, yeah. You had you had Travis right over your shoulder getting all on footage, huh? So Travis got me shooting and the buck running up the hill and dying. He didn't actually get the impact of the I, shot. Yeah, but, but he captured the whole experience. Yeah, 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 that's what matters, dude. That's dude, awesome. Yeah, that's killer, man. So yeah. here's a, here's a question that that comes to mind and often has, especially when I hang out with like Western dudes. But yeah. like we consider ourselves kind of eastern we're, we're in like basically where we are at in texas is a lot like most of the south so okay. um 
how do you count the points on a mule deer <laughs> as an eastern guy? It's pretty much the same as a whitetail. It just has to be an inch, you know. Okay, so if it's got um, brow tines, that is a point. It's yeah, it's technically a point. They just don't really count them as like when they say like four by four so, or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm actually talking about. Is, so is a four by four yeah. actually a ten point according to like what we would call things? It can be. Yeah, yeah if it has brow tines. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and then and then some guys like um, some guys in Nebraska were counting the brow tines when they were saying like four by four or five by five. Oh, that's so confusing. I really think. It is super confusing. So I really think, like, I'd have to say, like, guys in Utah or Idaho that they have no white tails. Mm-hmm. If they say, like, four by four and it has brow tines, it's actually, like, a uh, ten point. Yeah. But in Nebraska, there was, like, white tails and mule deer. So they were just calling it, yeah. you know, if it was a ten point, they were calling it a five by five. Right. Mm-hmm. See, that's, uh, that's, I'm glad, you know, as white tail hunters that we have figured out a a common system that we can all refer to. <laughs> yeah. If there's a point, you say it's a point. Right? So, you know, we, know. Don't, we don't talk score and all that stuff very much on here, but since what, I mean, uh, since uh, mule deer are kind of a new thing for us. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what is, what was yours like four by four or what you'd call it? And then what do you rough guess his score to be just kind of as a reference point? Cause he looks like a yeah. giant. He is. He's big. Yeah. Um, so mine is technically, I'm actually holding him right now. On his left side, he has one, two, three, four, five, six scoreable points. And on his right side, he has one, two, three, four scoreable points. So, depending on how you do it, if you count the brow tines or not, he's yeah. either a five by four or a six by four. Gotcha. <laughs> That's cool. Dang. So, yeah, he's crazy. His G2s are split. Um, his G3s are split but only one side is scorable over an inch yeah Mm -hmm. so we actually did put a tape on him and he went right around 150 yeah oh man and when we initially shot him travis is like you just shot a 170 inch buck (laughs) yeah he looks like like it yeah and i was like no way like we were so excited (laughs) yeah but the problem is his frame is a 170 inch buck yeah yeah but his back forks aren't huge yeah right so the actual length of his g2 is massive but the little kicker coming off of it which would make it a fork is only like five inches yeah Mm -hmm. so on most standard mule deer they start to fork a little bit lower and then they'll come way up so Mm -hmm. i got robbed a good well not robbed it's his genetics he's an awesome buck yeah but as a you know standard mule deer i would have gained you know 10 extra points and he probably would have went you know 160s yeah so uh, you know for a mule deer purist that's not going to be like the buck that they are glassing searching for but for a guy like you were like you're just on a hunt where you're out looking for opportunity and an experience like it's a stinking trophy you know (laughs) giant man he's he's got mass he's got the width the time length yeah he's awesome technically i mean if you want to you know he's a big three by three you know he just has big long points he just doesn't really have the massive splits mm-hmm. yeah yeah so man that's awesome so when does the video come out so i'm going to be starting releasing the b season january 1st cool january 1st will be the uh, i'm pretty sure january 1st that's a tentative date <laughs> yeah yeah but uh but the first one will be january 1st and then i'll do like a weekly weekly upload through there that's cool and i like that i like that you know a lot of people are 
or like doing almost like a daily thing. But um, I, I don't know. The, I get the feeling that you like value production, like a higher production value sometimes. And yeah. mm-hmm. like you want to have some time to work with these, these vids as you uh, in the off season after hunting and stuff kind of. Yeah. I like to um, definitely spend a lot of time on them. Um, but just as it's, it's hard to, I want to make it like a series, you know, so it's hard to piece together a series when you're not complete. So by January, um, I'll be done. My Louisiana hunt will be, um, right at the end of December. So I'll at least have the first couple done. And, and the intro is the big thing too. Like if you want a little bit of content from the entire season, the intro, Mm-hmm. you know so i want to do that and then I'll, I'll release all of it and it'll be consistency and you know same time every week hopefully yeah. and um it's awesome yeah i, I love your good. i love your productions man i love i love uh following what you're doing man you you have uh all the cool stuff going on and apparently a lot of uh good friends and followers yeah <laughs> no kidding <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah one thing one thing that i know you guys do but i know a lot of people in the industry don't do is actually interact with their with their followers and stuff yeah like yeah every you know i've been on a hunting trip this past week so i haven't really been but almost every day i'll sit down and just read through all of my youtube comments and dms and and talk and interact and mm-hmm. you know and that's huge yeah and that's about you know like my motto and and everything about being real and just you know like how i'm talking to you guys right now is how i actually talk and right yeah and nothing's fake and yeah it's just like i feel like there's just too much in the industry that is is fake and staged and yeah. you know three two one go for right, sure, you know man. that type of thing and i'm so, glad that like guys our age and you're even a little younger than us but i'm glad that people can see that and maybe we can do some stuff to change that you know because honestly yeah. like the the pr image of hunting sometimes is not the greatest to you know your average joe whenever they see like what you're talking about you know the three two one go you know with the director's cut and all that you know just the whole hollywood hunting industry thing is not the most relatable thing for a lot of folks so yeah keep it up time yeah it's just time you know like we said before youtube and all these other outlets where literally all you have to do is have internet to show the world Mm mm-hmm it's ultimately going to win and you know, everything else is eventually going to fade. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely headed in the right direction. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, I'm super excited for you, man. I can't wait to see what the whitetail season holds for you, the rest of it, the rut and everything. So good luck with that this fall, man. And keep us, uh, send us some pictures, keep us updated on what's going on, man. Awesome. We'll do guys. (laughs) All right. right, See you brother. All right. Have a good one. See ya. Well, that dude's a big butt killing machine. Showing off, man. Like, I feel like, um, I don't know, like, I feel like a guy that can shoot that well, is it, like, easier for him? I don't know. Well, you know, in some aspects, I'm sure it is. Yeah. But uh, I always felt like there's nothing that can prepare you for literally trying to put an arrow through something with hair on it. Yeah. You know, like, there's just, it's just a different thing. Yeah. You know, so. Hype, dude. I don't know. I was, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you understand that when I'm videoing you shooting something, it's like I'm shooting something. Like my, I shake so hard, dude, when I'm videoing you. You don't know if you get that way when I video, but uh, dude, my shakes. I mean, you know me. Like I'm, I'm very chill throughout the moment, and then later is when things hit me. Yeah, that's how I am when I film you. Like with the nameless buck last year, it was like 
okay, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is so cool. And then like an hour later, I'm like going crazy. Yeah. You know, dude, I got, I mean, I don't really shake. Like, I feel like when I shoot something, I don't shake like prior to that. Mm -hmm. But when I'm videoing you, I'm shaking. I don't know what the difference is, but it's weird, man. That's weird. That happened this week. I know that uh, <clears throat> whenever we were hunting this week, I was shaking when I was fixing to shoot. It was cold. But it was so <laughs> cold. And I think that was more of a reason than anything. Yeah. That it's cold been. and I had to pee. So those are never good. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, pro tip, right? Pro yeah. tip. Yeah. I hate to have to pee and shoot at the same time. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I want to be like, have gone to the bathroom before yeah. I shoot. Yeah. So... So when Don't you first your... saw that deer, you should have let it fly. That's right, dude. 450 <laughs> yards away. should have gotten business done. <laughs> oh, well. It. Yeah, next well, time. That's all right. Uh, yeah, you'll remember that for next time. Also, if you are doing some remembering right now, you'll remember that we're giving away um, on Manual premium memberships. So that's right. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram. And... Um, What's the other thing you got to do? Oh, we already guessed. We yeah, go check us out on Instagram and Facebook because we have announced the winners for those two contests uh, that are based around the shed size of the nice solid four point side that you found there in Kansas. It happens to be a deer we chased for three days, and oh. I looked at the video this morning, which don't, oh. which has released. Oh. So go check it out. Day one video. It is a huge buck. Are you serious? <laughs> he's big, dude. I knew that already, but it still hurts. Oh, uh, he's bigger than I thought, dude. <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. Go yep. check and see how big that deer actually is. Right. I'm about to right now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys are getting out in it, man. This is the best time of year uh, to go kill a mature buck, man, and just a great time of year to be in a stand. It's uh, not brutally cold most of the time now, and the deer are moving like crazy, so you're likely to see something. So I hope you're getting out into it, and... Uh, just remember, this is your element. Living it. Hey guys, turkey season is in full swing right now. And if you are planning on getting after it, make sure to pick up some meat eater Phelps turkey calls to stuff into the old turkey vest or into your fanny pack right now i carry a few different things i like to use mouth calls and i like to use pot calls mouth calls or diaphragms i like them because it gives you hand-free calling meaning when you're working a bird up close you can have your gun on your knee finger on the trigger ready to roll and still be making turkey sounds i like pot calls i just like pot calls i enjoy calling with a pot call whatever direction you go including a box call which I don't personally use too much, but they're fun and great, and I started out with them. Yanni, on the other hand, one of my main turkey hunting buddies, he loves box calls. And what's funny is I'll now and then look to him and give him the look that means get out your box call and find us a turkey. So it's not that I don't like them. I just have Yanni use his. Then I don't have to carry it. Go to Phelps Game Calls. Get calls that are made in the USA and get calls that'll get them close. Find yours at phelpsgamecalls.com today.